Hi everyone, my name is Steve Tudor and welcome to the Premier League Preview Show. It's a show that cannot wait for Vinny to come home. On today's pod, we're going around the grounds, picking out all the biggest and best potential storylines set to play out this weekend. From the Amex to St Mary's, it's two days that can have a real impact on the rest of the season. To do this, I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Smith, who may later alienate an entire listenership by admitting that he wants Manchester United to win this Sunday. Let's wait and see. In the meantime, hello Andy, you there man? Yeah, I'm here, thanks Steve. Uh, spoiler alert, are you going to go with United from that question I asked? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I should play- say, if, if anyone doesn't know, Andy is, is an Evertonian, so yeah. obviously, the, yeah. They're playing Liverpool, mate. Like, I've yes. Got, uh, and, but to be fair, this will definitely alienate uh, some of your listeners. I was cheering for him on Sunday as well because I can't bear to see them Geordies win something again before we do. Really? So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah mate. Oh, I can't stand them. Like, I, I have to blank out a lot of noise, you know, like what we were like on Twitter. Um, yeah, you could just imagine, basically you could have swapped United for City and they would have annoyed the crap out of us this week, last weekend. Yeah, um, they've got very strange, or they've always wanted to have a very strange rivalry with Twitter. I mean, I'm not saying every Newcastle fan, I'm sure, you know, you might be able to find a decent one out there, but um, on social media, yeah, they try and create a strange rivalry with uh, with Everton, and they're always, really? they're always up, yeah, they're always up Liverpool's hoop as well, so yeah. <laughs> yes, not, they are, yes, yeah. They're, they're not for me, so... <laughs> Diplomatically put. Yeah, up yeah. the Mackhams, that's all I can say, mate. Yeah, I wrote an article once slagging on Sunderland because it, I'm going back a bit now, but this uh, to show how far back I'm going, it must be six, seven years, it was when they were just yo-yoing between the Premier League and, and Championship, and they'd done that, say, three times in the last five years, and, and I just said, I wrote this article basically saying they were boring, you know, it was <laughs> like, just get down and stay down, and, and loads of Sunderland fans got in touch going, there's no, no need for that, mate. None of them yeah. had a go at me. We were just like, I, I, was, I, I was over the top. And I was like, shit. So I really like him since then. Yeah, I suppose when like somebody obviously comes to you about PC and work and they're polite about it, mm. you're kind of like, oh, actually, I feel a bit hurt by that. If they just come out and call you a knobhead, you're like, oh, whatever. But in fairness, mate, they have taken your advice. They have gone down and stayed down <laughs> yeah. for quite a while. So, you know. That's another yeah. reason why you like them. They listen to you. Well, I, I follow some really nice, uh, decent Sunderland fans on Twitter, so I yeah, hope they do get back. And Newcastle, I have to me say, too but, as well. yeah, a lot of us Newcastle fans who I don't follow, however, I saw that what it was like last weekend. And again, if I can't stress enough how annoying they would have been if we'd swapped City for United in that League Cup final, because they were just basically saying, you know, oh, we've got the real authentic fan base. We stay behind at Wembley, you know, hours after. It's yeah, because it's your first cup final for like twenty <laughs> years. Yeah, it's there's. I mean, they were all doing that flag waving in like when they were tuning down the eighty eighth minute. And mm. Bruno Fernandes, I mean, he should have squared it to Sancho to score, uh, or nearly scored himself, and that would have been just like wonderful while they're all <laughs> doing that, and then it goes 3 0. But I was being a little, little bit facetious before. I do know plenty of really sound Newcastle fans, and uh, for them, you know, I'm always happy for the, the sound part of a fan base if they win something. But in general, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that one, they lost, and two, yeah. they. Um, their their squad their lack of squad depth starting to catch up with them and they're they're slowly fading. Right, away. well that'll bring us to um, what we're talking about very soon. Just before we do though, you said there about coming and waving the flags and Fernandez nearly scored. Have you ever, or has anyone listening in, 
and let us know on Twitter if you have, because I haven't. Have you ever known an example of, you know, when there's a minute applause for someone during a game? Have you ever known a goal to go in against that team at that point? Because I've not seen that yet, and that would be so awkward. Yeah, that is. A, it's not happened to me personally when I've been at a game. No, uh, same here. But yeah, no. It, it must have happened. It, it must have. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, they have it all the time, don't they? Like, you know, mm. unfortunately, if you lose somebody, you know, and you know their favourite number is twenty three, you have the miscalls in the in the twenty third minute, and you think, yeah, it's got to have happened at some point. So. Oh, it'd be so, so awkward. And if you were a family, oh, and God, I'm going a bit dark here, but it must have happened then. Yeah, if anyone knows, let us know on Twitter because uh, yeah. I've never encountered that. But um, yeah, let's start with Arsenal. Normally we start with City and it's obviously a big game this weekend for both City and indeed for your team. Um, but Arsenal want to start with because they're five points clear now. They've essentially got the easier game this weekend. Or they have got the easier game at Bournemouth at home. They seem to be hell-bent on proving their doubters wrong as regards to having a title-winning mentality, the manner in which they beat Everton, the manner in which they game-managed Leicester last weekend. So currently, they're 10-11 to 11 on to win the title. City are 11-10. to 10. There's, you know, not much in it. Where would your money go right now? If you had a tenner and you had to stick it on one, who would you put it on? Uh, Man City. Really? Com- uh, yeah. I- Comfortably as well, to be honest with you. I know, I know. Look, I think you know that I'm I'm, I'm not a overly biased Everton fan. I do call it as I see. It. If we've been awful, we've been awful. And don't get me wrong, last night we lacked any cutting edge like whatsoever. Mm. But for 35 minutes of that game, to say we were in control of it would be a slight exaggeration. But we were comfortable in that game. Uh, if we'd have had any kind of quality in the final third, we could have been two or three goals up. We created we created plenty of opportunities to create something, if you will. So that final ball, um, we just didn't have anything. And then they score a goal in the 38th minute or, or whatever. And then they nick another one just before half time through one a very strange VAR decision for me and and also absolutely awful from Adrissa Garnagay getting caught on the ball. Mm. But Arsenal didn't, they'd had one shot after six minutes from Jorginho before they scored. And that wasn't on target. I'm not talking about on target, I'm talking about one shot in nearly 40 minutes of football at home against Everton, who, you know, we're, we are where we are for a reason. We're a bottom, well, I think we're a bottom three team in a minute, but we're certainly a bottom six team over the course of the season. So 4 mm. 0 looks like, yeah, they've been ruthless and they've done the job. But the first forty minutes of that game yesterday, like Arsenal wouldn't have been happy at all with what they were, what the performance level was. Mm. Okay, because I, by the way, just kind of um, between me, you, and the, the gatepost, I um, I did a match preview, a betting preview of Arsenal, but I didn't see the Everton game, so I said that Arsenal were patient for the first kind of thirty minutes, and then they took control. <laughs> Will I have got away with that black? <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so, mate. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be pulling pulling you up on that one. Good, okay, um, okay. Because yeah, I, I mean, like, like I say, I mean, fair play. It wasn't the they hadn't lost the res by you know the, by the time that they got their goal. You know, they hadn't gone away from what their philosophy was, right? Um, yes, yeah. or, or anything like that. But Everton were kind of were letting them have the ball where they wanted to, nicking it. And, you know, we were breaking on them really, really well in terms of they've clearly been well drilled by Dyche and they followed the game plan. 
just unfortunately they're absolutely shite so um you can follow a game plan to keep you in the game so far but in the final third yeah uh, we were we were miles off it but if that had been i'd say 80 percent of the other teams in the league they'd have been somewhere between one and three and down before they got that really? first goal. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's encouraging to hear. Um, having said that, I can't see Bournemouth doing anything at the weekend. Um, they've been shocking for the most part this season. What about yourself? Can you see an upset? Possibly, maybe, or just not a chance? Um, I don't see it personally just because, just because of... But Bournemouth, they are one of those teams where they can look absolutely awful for five, six games on a bounce, and then all of a sudden they can pull out a surprise performance and a surprise re- result from somewhere. Mm. So I'd say not to be without hope, but it's definitely a lot more of hope than expectation to, to you know, for them to, to take points off Arsenal. Um, I would expect it would be another relatively comfortable win for Arsenal this weekend. But, you know, we're, we're still, for me, we're still probably four to six weeks away from the real pressure the pressure moment where you know that's when Arsenal are going to have to answer the questions whether they are the real deal mm. um, and if they've got you know if they are if they've mentally got it um, so yeah so it's just how close City will be when that when those you know those last six to eight fixtures begin that's how I see it I see basically just keep in keep in touch with them and then we've got the advantage. Well, going back to that earlier question about who you put the money on, I would put it on Arsenal. If it was, if someone handed me a tenner, said, there you go, bet on one of them. Because five points is five points. You know, Clearly, they have the advantage right now. And even if like City have got the psychological advantages and they've got Erling Haaland and all the rest of it, five points is it's five points. So I would course, go for yeah. Arsenal right now. But yeah, um, but as a City fan, of course, I still firmly believe we're going to win the league. Just a, a, a random quiz question, and I certainly don't expect you to get um, all three of these, but if Bournemouth concede two goals this weekend, they will become only the fourth team to have conceded 50-plus goals in the Premier League six times. Can you name any of the other three rubbish sides who <laughs> have consistently conceded a lot of goals in the Premier League? Uh, West Bromwich Albion? I would have gone West Brom, but no, no. Oh, I reckon Everton might be in there. Right? <laughs> no, no, no? Not, that, not, not... not even Everton. <laughs> oh, um, right, so so they've got. I've done it on six occasions. I would say only one. I would say is an obvious one because they're up and down like a yo-yo. And, and what's Norwich are, City, Norwich, yeah, they're one. Uh, Burnley, no, uh, no. Another yo-yo is Watford. They, they're one. And yeah. The other one, um, they've only done it seven times. Um, Norwich has done it ten times. Conceded 50-plus goals. Um, Crystal Palace? Ooh, just down the road. QPR. QPR, right. Yeah, no, we'd have been all... all I'm normally quite good at your quiz questions, but we'd have been all day guessing those. On my oh, yeah, QPR, <laughs> definitely, yeah. I think the only obvious one, I would say, is Norwich, yeah. But, but Bournemouth would join that elite clan who consistently concede a lot of goals in the top Do you know, Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's obviously, it's not a great record to have, but on the flip side of it, you know, if someone had said to you 15 years ago to any Bournemouth fan, you're going <laughs> to yes. have six years in the Premier League, yeah. regardless, you know, you, they'd have snapped your hand off. So, you know, for, for the size of their club, you know, for what they've actually achieved is, is great credit to them. I... Bournemouth baffle me, and they baffle me to the extent where they annoy me as well, because they have got about half of their squad, I don't know. 
I don't know who they are. I don't know where they, <laughs> where they come from. Um, I don't know what their strengths are, their weaknesses. They are unfamiliar to me. And I'm no great doyon of kind of, you know, footballing knowledge by any stretch. But I could go through each, each squad and maybe encounter one or two players and go, oh, yeah, I kind of know him. Was he from Scotland? You know, Bournemouth, yeah. half a squad, I would say. There's, there's players there. I'm, I don't even know the names that they're playing. It's like, who are you? Where have you come from? That's the thing, though, isn't it? I think, like, obviously back in the day, like, you know, 20 years ago, and a squad came up, you knew all these players because you didn't get to see quite as much European football as we get to see now. And mm. there's not as much football on TV, like, for, for like, all the big teams, if you will. Yeah. So you got to see all the smaller clubs and the players they developed, whereas now they kind of get lost a little bit until they, you know, until they do something and, and break through a, a ball. If, you know, once they've scored, you know, they scored 10 goals in 15 games for Bournemouth, if you know who they are. But yes. until that point, they're just, uh, yeah, they're just a, a foreign name on a team sheet. There's probably players at Bournemouth who have played 10 plus games in the Premier League this season. And I still don't know really who they are. I'm just vaguely familiar with their surname. And it's odd. Yeah, um, Sinisi. Yeah. I, I, I've heard of him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's Argentinian, but I couldn't tell you anything more about him. Than that. <laughs> it's, it's so, I could walk down the street and you'd walk right past him <laughs> and wouldn't have a clue. No. Um, City Newcastle. The Magpies, I mean, you mentioned earlier that their squad depth or lack of squad depth is catching up with them. Is that what you attribute their drop-off in? Well, I would say results more than performances. They're kind of looking a bit shot-shy up front, but they're still... It's not as if they're playing particularly poorly, but their results have really dropped off, haven't they? Yeah, I think I think that it is. I mean, they, they do make one or two changes, but essentially it's, you know, it's the same kind of like 15 players that they asked to go and go again. Yeah. Um, but also is that is when you do play as well as Newcastle have done over the start of the season and you, they do have a, a set way of playing which has been very effective and successful which is why they are where they are. But their teams start giving you more respect and they start, you know, instead of perhaps maybe... Newcastle go and play and Aston Villa in August. Aston Villa think, right, well, we'll worry about us 80% of our game plan and we'll worry about them 20%. All of a sudden now that flips around mm. and teams are trying to stop them first before imp- implementing their own. And that, of course, create, you know, leads to less space for them to work in, less opportunities. Uh, and they then, instead of trying to like win games by pressing the opposition or whatever the opposition now say okay you have the ball we're going to sit deep breakers down and they have to play a different way um and that's when you know as you've said they can look a bit toothless at times whereas earlier on in the season that wasn't something that you could level at them thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show to listen to the full podcast and all our contents including reviews previews analysis quizzes and much more Go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.